0: you know, I wouldn't even say pivot or change. I I would say evolve. If you change your mindset in the words that you, you tell yourself and you, or you, you know, when you're thinking and you're journaling, like try not to say stuff like I haven't yet. It's almost like I have yet to, or like negative words, like not change, not that change is negative, but if it's in a negative connotation, use the word evolve because you are evolving every day you are growing whether you work for yourself you work for someone else you don't work maybe you're a a stay-at-home mom that is evolving like everything you're doing day to day is is really amazing even if you are homesick and watching tv you're resting i think that's amazing
1: that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hey, be it babe. Okay, I am really excited about this. I did not know today's guests before just we like got onto the Zoom call. Like I really didn't. And that's pretty rare for me. Usually I have some relationship to them or through somebody else. And so I was kind of like nervous, like a first date nervous. And I Fell in love with this person. She is really incredible. And her name is Lindy Nowak. She started up in a day. What I'm excited for you to hear is that first of all, she is vulnerable as fuck and like tells you, she's really just telling you her story. And I think that we all need to know the behind the scenes. I know that social media makes everything look beautiful and pretty and perfect. And the reality is it that's what, that's what sells on social media. <laughs> and also, I think I've said it to you before in another interview. When you're in the ish of it, it's pretty hard to make a post about that. You're like, I'm busy trying to like spin all the plates. So I don't have time to make a post until I'm in celebration mode. But what I love that Lindy shares is like, she shares the hard times and she shares where she's at right now. And she shared that journey and she did it with so much authenticity and honesty. And I'm just really thrilled. I'm really thrilled. She didn't sugarcoat anything and not in a way that she, like, she makes it sound harsh, but just like, you can do this too you can do this too. And I know it's so, so easy to, to see other people and think, oh, it's great for them, but it won't happen for me. And I really, truly hope that as you listen to Lindy, you listen to her story, that you actually go, oh, this is so for me and I can totally do this. And yes, it's going to be hard and I'm going to be kind and gracious to myself. And of course, those beat action items, you know, I freaking love them. There's a few of you I already know are going to take these and use them. And so I can't wait to see your posts on Instagram, make sure you tag up in a day, make sure you tag be a pod so we can share what you're doing and share what's moving you and help you be it till you see it. Here's Lindy. fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! All right, be it babes. I'm really excited. I have a badass woman for you all to listen to. And I find that when I am working on doing a new project, doing new things, I really need examples of people who've done that to like almost be like a spirit animal, a spirit guide, some sort of compass, because it can feel like you're the only person doing it. So Lindy Nowak, thank you for being here. Can you share everyone with who you are and what you're up to?
0: Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So I am the founder of a website company called Up in a Day, and we are two years young And I started it because um, previously I had a digital marketing firm and we were doing a lot of branding, a lot of 360 campaigns for big clients. But what was happening is we were getting a lot of entrepreneurs or new businesses coming to us and saying, look, I have this website. I'm not happy with it. We're not found on Google. The messaging is off or it's half done or I spent $10,000 and I don't know. I don't even know who built it anymore. And it's so old Mm. and it was really heartbreaking, actually. And I just didn't have it in our margins to help these people quickly because they obviously were coming to us in a panic and they needed a great website fixed or redone and on a budget. Yeah. So eventually I was like, man, there has got to be a better way for these entrepreneurs to get a website their business deserves. And that's how Up in a Day was born. I have. I think that's really cool. To...
1: I'm so sorry I'm interrupting you because what I, I wanted okay. to like <laughs> highlight here is like same like we meet a lot of people who either they spend too much money on the wrong thing so they somebody sells them on like some fifteen thousand dollar website that is supposedly like going to be optimized for Google. First of all, they should all be optimized for Google. This is not a thing anymore. Yes. Like that's how they are all built. Okay. <laughs> they're it. all they're all built like that now okay so like if you go to squarespace it's going to be built for google exactly It's okay right <laughs> so um so don't let them put that as a as a price tag on there and then also like they often don't know how to work the site so then every time they want to make something different any changes and then the person who put the copy in there it's just like some standard like boring words that don't actually resonate with anybody and then they because they're the i person with the idea they don't know what they're supposed to do so then they're screwed cuz they just spent their last dollar all their savings on this amazing idea that is heartbreaking i i understand that
0: oh it happens so often and it is heartbreaking when i started the company i was like okay what are the real real problems that these people are currently having like what have they gone through that we can completely change and fix so that's speed so they don't have to wait weeks and months it's getting on google so we partner with squarespace uh it's and do all their seo so all the nuts and bolts are ready to go and then what happens after it's built out what if they just want to make like minor adjustments and they don't know how and they don't want to wait weeks for for their web developer to make it So another cool thing about Squarespace and why we use it is because we'll send everybody with a video showing them exactly how to make updates, billing, all that stuff in the back end of their site so that they have true ownership of their websites. I just feel like, you know, like in a a day of Instagram, social media in general, we're always scrolling, we're skimming, we're going fast. The things we want, Amazon, we want it now and we want it quick. We're just... And you know, for better or for worse, we're just starting to really become that culture um mm-hmm. in society in Western society where everything is at our fingertips, so yeah, and so people yes, have to I guess I just, yeah, so people
1: like have to, <laughs> people have to move faster, and it is true, like, oh, it can be so scary when you're not someone who considers yourself tech savvy, but your business has to be online, and then you have to make these changes. I love that you're I love what you've created because. There is absolutely people who want to just pay someone to do it for them. And that is a different level of person. But when you're brand new at the business, at your business, I personally don't believe in throwing money at a problem because you actually don't know if it solved itself, if the money solved it, like you don't know these things. And there's actually an amazing book called the power of broken. Like most, most companies start off with like, very little money. So, you have to really do your research. You have to really figure it You have to listen to people and then solve that problem when you, when you, don't, when you don't have the problem of having no money for your business. You're like, this is the idea I want to do, and I'm just going to roll go with it. So, I wonder though, like, what with, so you were working for another company and you were doing all this stuff and you were having these issues and then you started your own. Was that something that like came easy for you? Was it scary for you to like start up with something new? Like, how, and also, how did you get people to hear that you exist? <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. I okay, let me premise by saying I had many sleepless nights, but it was so worth it. I actually spent 15 years in corporate. I was working in New York City. And actually the when I then I moved to Miami, where I'm at now. And the digital marketing company was like was mine, but it was like all referrals. We never had to go reach an audience because we had big clients from New York City that were referring others to us. So, you know, it was like, you know, when I started it, it was like, I thought by starting a website company that was built for millions and millions of people who are struggling for their online for a great online presence, we were just going to get customers coming at us left and right and we're going to reach everyone's going to know about us and it's going to be amazing We're and I'm going to make so much money and it's going to be so fulfilling oh you I may I remember the first month I started at first it took six months just to develop the business model and the processes because the whole point was like to make my life easy as well like very turnkey very solution oriented very streamlined um and to have it very transactional. So that was a lot of work. So that's where the sleepless nights came in.
1: Six months. I want to just like uh, highlight that. Like six months, y'all. I think it's really easy. Even if you just tuned in at the beginning, you're like, oh, she went from that to this. And now she's got this great thing. Six months just to get it to where the processes would allow you to actually help the people you wanted to help and the number of people you wanted to help at a price point they could afford, but also at a price point that would allow you. To have a business, not a charity, which is really hard to do. And um, yes, they don't just come rolling in. Even if you have amazing SEO, they don't <laughs> come rolling in because no. the uh, field of dreams told us a lie in the eighties. Like if you build it, they don't come. You have to build it and then talk about it all the freaking time to the right people.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that is one of I remember I was in I was lucky enough. That one of my good friends started her own PR firm, and so oh my god, trade. amazing! Oh, I guess so lucky. So anyway, she got me this really great interview on Medium.com, and that was one of the things that I I said is like, you know, when you are starting a company, it's all about getting out of your comfort zone and talking about what you're doing to everybody. And I wasn't like that. I was very much an introvert at the time. I even had to have a a coach that taught me how to talk about the business, to be confident, to to be short and concise about exactly what we offer and who it's for because as a business owner we're always kind of like blab like around like We don't get to the point of exactly what we're offering and the solution we're offering. It's always like, and then we do this, and then we do that. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, people are like, I. that's so many words. And I didn't hear my name in there and I didn't hear my problem. So I'm not even listening anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I had to learn how to talk about myself as a woman business owner, as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. but really talk about the business and what's going on because it's all about exposure. And I didn't start, up in a day with like a ton of savings or anything. Like I was just still on my own with a digital marketing firm. And so I was, I've been, you know, I started as a a bootstrapping it, if you will. And it's, I, the one lesson I learned, one of the many lessons I learned is that you can't just like go all in with high expectation of sales. It's actually a, a slow game, especially when it's a service industry. And you have a company that even though you are very unique in your niche and you offer something that nobody else does, that there are a million other web agencies out there that are also vying for customer attention. And so it is a long game and you just have to be patient, but you have to be confident and know your worth, know that it's, you are going to succeed, that you have to be Patient with yourself and be kind to yourself. I had to learn the hard way with that too. When I I was mentioning that, I had sleepless nights because I put so much pressure on myself to like perform and to have this million-dollar company. But even then, we're not even there yet. And it's so. And also, like
1: like, I think we look at businesses, even women-owned businesses, that are being, you know, getting getting more and more attention, and we like go, oh my god, these multi-million-dollar business, these women built these things. And then you find out, like I was listening to another podcast about some water, some type of water. And the host was like, oh my God, I love your water. Da, da, da. Like, it's like, well, I don't know. It like made seven figures. And the woman's like, yeah, it's been, and she's like, so when did you guys start? She's like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And yes, she's getting a lot of press now. And yes, people are talking about it. You know, and yes, we all know about it now, but we didn't know about it for the nine years and six months before that, you know, like, and I think It's easy to see these people and go, okay, they did it. I should be able to do it. And yes, but you have, like you said, I love that. Be kind and patient with yourself because what we don't know is how long were they doing it before we heard about it? How many, how many sleepless nights did they have? And, you know, I think it's, um, it, I love that you said, and I think this is really key, especially in service-based industries. I even think product-based industries because the, uh, your expectations of the sales, you think I've, I've. Definitely did this every time in the very beginnings of our businesses, we'd put something up on the website. And I was like, we're gonna get so many people to do this. And I was like, put so much pressure on myself and my husband and like our web person, I'm like, get it up. We're gonna get it up. It's gonna make some money and we need money right now. And then like the email would go out and like, not no, nothing. Crickets. <laughs> nothing. And it's like because I'm reading um Seth Godin's purple cow book again. And it's again like a really great reminder. And he's like, yeah, because you have to hit the right people. Whose problem it solves at the exact time they're looking for that problem oh, to be solved, just like us.
0: <laughs> I also that took a while for me to learn too. I'm like, oh yeah, not everybody knows that they need a website, and not everybody's in the market for a website.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I actually, you know, I came up with a little strategy mm-hmm. about that, or how to get around that. Cool. I don't know if it will help you or your listeners. Offering, I obviously a lot of people do this, but offering something for free. So one of the You know, it's kind of like marketing channel for us now. So we offer a free website review and it allows us to not only give back to people who, you know, need help with their website, maybe they have their own designer or developer or they did it on their own, but also like at some point, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, she's right. Like, look at all the like the marketing, you know, tips and tricks that she's wanting us to do and that she suggested. And then eventually they're like, oh my gosh, just forget it. Can you just get on a call with us and do it for us? So it's actually like, I that's been a really good thing for us because it's actually fulfilling Yeah. Um, outside of, you know, designing great websites for uh, the business owners and having them be so happy and relieved, but also like just, you know, it's almost like pro bono work with a little bit of give at the end, like
1: ROI. I think what I love about that is, and you know, everyone you can try to see yourself in this in this situation that she's saying, it's like, you're basically showing your expertise to someone because it's this is it's very hard like I'm a Pilates instructor, and like of course, I would love someone to come in and just buy my ten pack or buy my annual membership. but if they haven't actually taken a class with me or they actually haven't seen that I know what I'm talking about or that I can solve their problem, they're probably not likely to adopt that kind of money like it's just just the truth, you know, like I worked in retail and even it was the random day when someone walked in and go, that purse, <laughs> that's the purse I'm right. mine. And typically, they already looked at that purse. and I just have to be standing there at the moment they're like, that purse, right? So, so, but you're basically saying like, you're taking part of your expertise, you're making it available for free, even though it's highly valuable for them to see, A, they have a problem <laughs> and B, you know how to solve that problem. And then it allows them to build trust with you before they're forking over their money. Because nowadays, it's not that people don't have money. I mean, even though where people are thinking the economy, the recession, the truth is that actually people have money. Most more people are working than have ever worked before. It's just that they're like, before I give you this money, how do I know that you're not going to run away with my money? <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Especially when you're buying stuff online, it's like mm, a service, right? Yeah, yeah. You you question, yeah. A lot of our customers come to us with cold feet already because they have a website that they're unhappy with for whatever reason. And they, with that being said, they had bad experience and it's, I'm actually acting as the onboarding salesperson because mm-hmm. I don't, at first I was like, I'm not going to be the face of the brand. It is just going to be more like SaaS products. So I, I don't have to like, you know, talk to anyone and because they're just going to buy the websites online and um, and then we're going to customize it for them. And eh, we totally changed that. It's because I learned that people do have cold feet, that they are questioning you. They don't know what they're going to get and they don't know where you're from. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to put myself in the, as the face of the company. And it was really hard for me to do at first. I didn't like putting my face all over social media. I never have before. And I started doing it and I got more confident about our offering and myself and the more people I talk to, like you and I are talking right now, that's how we, you know, bring customers on. Um, I just, you know, I have trust in myself and our product. So when I talk to people now, you know, after two years of doing this, um, I can tell them, you know, I'm not quite sure up in a day is for you. Maybe you don't need to redesign your website. Like, I don't want to see you putting $4,000
1: behind a brand new website. Right. Cause some people Um, think that if if I just put money at the problem, then the problem is fixed. But it's like, but that might not be the problem that needs fixing.
0: Oh my gosh, (laughs) totally. Especially, and you mentioned it earlier, like if they don't know who their market is, that's one of the questions we always ask because all of our websites are built for their marketing and sales goals. If they don't know who they're going after, it's really difficult for us to, um, to execute yeah. in a way that works for their business. And we're like a very honest company and very communicative about the scope and what we offer. And, you know, it's almost it's like you need everybody. a quiz
1: for those people. Like you, <laughs> yeah. so in case you want to create something more for yourself, I, I think a quiz people might be <laughs> helpful, but you know, I want to go back to something cause you're telling but I hope everyone's hearing this. She's telling this amazing journey. She's like, this is the idea I have. I'm not going to be the face of it. And then you quickly realize you had to pivot and i think i know everyone hates that freaking word pivot but like let's let me just tell you that word wasn't invented in 2020 and it ain't going away like <laughs> very very rarely is an idea that is successful at the end the same thing that it started at the beginning very rarely most everything has to evolve has to change has to grow has to um react to what people are saying to them when they do it because you're like okay when we say this this is what I mean. And then people go, Oh, are you talking about, you know, my, my iPhone watch? And you're like, no, what made you think that? Okay. Now I have to change that. Cause that's not actually like it made people think of the wrong thing. And so, you know, I've had to change with a changed the boxes on our flashcards. So we had flashcards that have one box and then we quickly realized, Oh, actually, if we want to get them in stores, we want to get them in places. We have to make them more commercial. We have to make them look more like this, but to change everything. And it's like, I think we get hung up on, but I said it was going to be like this, so it has to be like this. And actually, we, we need to be a little bit more malleable. And going back to what you said in the beginning, patience and grace with yourself, because being malleable means changing what you said you were going to do and not like you're lying, not like you're going back on your promises, but just that you're going, oh, people need a face of a company before they give money, because most likely the reason they're here is because they gave the wrong person money. And yeah. now they're shouldn't unsure if I can trust someone.
0: Also, yeah, also with that being said, um, being graceful, right. With grace with yourself, um, and having that compassion for yourself, it's okay. <laughs> Let me give you an example. Um, when I had to pivot, uh, <laughs> I was like, I, I felt like I was, I had failed. Like I lost all these months doing one thing. And that was so much revenue that I, that I lost. And I should have been doing this all along. And so now, oh my gosh, the the thought of having to do all that work to like, you know, change everything, change the website, copy, it's okay. You have to tell yourself, it's okay. Just start with what is the most important thing you need to do right now. And then divide up your day, your week and make the change and go slow. And it doesn't happen overnight. but that sounds so easy now because I've been through it and it wasn't easy, but, you know, to be, to be okay with the fact that it's, it's good to evolve. And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't even say pivot or change. I, I would say evolve. Yeah. If you change your mindset and the words that you, you tell yourself and you, or you, you know, when you're thinking and you're journaling, like try not to say stuff like I haven't yet. It's almost like I have yet to. Or like negative words, like not change, not that change is negative, but if it's in a negative connotation, use the word evolve because you are evolving every day you are growing. Whether you work for yourself, you work for someone else, you don't work, maybe you're, you're a stay-at-home mom, that is evolving. Like everything you're doing day-to-day is is really amazing, mm-hmm. even if yeah. you are homesick and watching TV. You're resting. I think that's amazing.
1: I really love this. I love the idea of like watching that negative words and then like giving them even a, a reframe to like a sick day. It's like, I'm actually resting. I'm giving my body some rest because I think the pressure that goes back to that pressure we put on ourselves, especially as women. Like I really, there's so much pressure and it's like, yes. Pr- like I'm not going to, I'm sitting here and like one of the questions I have for you and you don't have to answer because it is personal. I didn't tell you before. But like, ooh, how the fuck do you afford <laughs> to grow something when your your business relies on you. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. I think a lot of people listening are like, okay ladies, this is really nice. It must be nice for you, but like I actually have to make money right away from the thing that I have an idea cuz I can't. Do you know what I mean? Like was did you have your other business as you're starting this? Did you completely pivot? Like what was the bridge because I think that that's information that I knew I needed to know when I was trying to grow my business.
0: That's such a good question and it's so important to know. Cause we're going back to like the seven figure woman who's like on the podcast right it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah well um I was I mean without giving like I was definitely under six figures when I started up in a day
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was you know because I just had a small digital marketing mm-hmm. company that I wasn't really pushing and I was just kind of comfortable but not happy and Let's see what did happen. I mean, to be completely honest, you, I got lucky. I started the company, and I, the transition was. I was. I still had my retainer clients mm. that were paying. I don't know which was she paying anywhere from like fifteen hundred to two thousand a month. That was so helpful. So there's like rent, right? And then I had the one off clients um, that would come in and out at, for like a project fee. And then I would have um the retainer, not retainer clients, but the kind of ones that like are all like kind of with you all, for a long time. And then um, but they don't always have a project for you, but the projects are usually big. And then we had one big client, which was not
1: fun, but it was a good chunk of money. Um, <laughs> At least they paid for it. But you know, that. money goes fast. Yeah. So but also because um, you you know, you live in like I I you also it depends on where you live, right? You live in a big city, like even if you said under, like, you know, shot like low, like under six feet, like in a, in a big city, that is not enough <laughs> of I money. Know, no. But I, I want everyone to hear this. You didn't just completely turn off one business to turn on another business. You had to straddle yes. for a while. And I, I think that that is really key to hear because I think it's really easy for people to like, look at you or I and listen to us and look at, listen to other guests I've had and think, oh, they just, Did that. And I don't have the time, I need time to do that. And the reality is, unfortunately, when you are trying to start something new, it's not unless you have um, some sort of trust (laughs) or investment for someone, um, or maybe you have support from a a person that lives with you, Mm -hmm. you might likely have to be doing two things at once. And that is hard to do. And prioritization of time is really difficult. Cause I remember I would be working for a corporate company and they were definitely paying my bills. And then I had, but I had this other thing where I could make more in the in less time. But I just need more time to make that more, so I could get rid of the thing. And I had to do both for about, whew, I want to say about six months of like just like I just have to keep going and putting this away, putting this away, and and doing these things. And so those, you'd be surprised what you can get done in fifteen minutes. You're like I only have fifteen minutes to work on my business today. I'm going to work very hard. What is the thing that moves the needle forward? So uh, was that, was, were you bridging for a year, two years? When were you able to, do you still have that other company? You work both? Like, were you able to just go completely up and up in a day?
0: Uh, It was a bridge for, for about, I'd say eight months. So almost a year. Yeah, And the hardest part was actually letting go of my clients. Because as soon as you let go of those retainer clients, you are off and running and you have committed yourself to your new company. Um, But I I was ready. I remember the first website that I, and I did it because I was like testing it. It was for um, my CPA and (laughs) he had a really terrible website and he had mentioned it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I would, you know, can I just redesign that for you? And you give me a review. And yeah, I did. And it was awesome. And then that's when I gained the confidence to be like, Okay, we're going now. But yeah, it was is a good eight months for sure. And I will say that during the time, for me, I remember being like, kind of like, really anxious, like, I, I tend to move really fast, like, I'm just want to get it done. Uh, and that's how I was, I was like, why isn't this done yet oh my god why aren't we launching yet like this is so annoying i just want it done and i just want to have up in a day because i know it's going to be great but it's taking so long and there's so much to do on a daily basis and it's not ready yet and i just wish so bad it could be ready and i was just like putting on myself that way that's not a good thing to do just (laughs) um yeah you definitely want a a mindset of uh those pomodoro moments if you will where you're like okay i'm going to put 15 minutes straight and i'm going to get Ton of work done and then I'm gonna go back to the day job and then I'm gonna do it again in two hours and then go back to the day job. That's what if I could go back, that's what I would have done. I also didn't work a million hours.
1: Yeah. Can you can you explain the Pomodoro method because people, I know it, I love it. It's I, I need to implement it more, but can you explain that to people who might not know it?
0: <laughs> I also need to implement it more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it right now. Yeah. Um it, it is a method, in, uh, it's a work method in which you are structuring your time, uh, it's time management system, and you work, tw- you, you set a timer It's uh, for 25 minutes, and you work only on that project, you shut everything off, put your phone away, put your messages away, all that stuff, your email, and you only work on that one project for 25 minutes, and then you take a break. I know however long that break is, I can't really remember maybe it's an hour oh, and then you go yeah and I don't remember do that. that. I don't remember the break the either,
1: but I know you just do that and it's like it's like proven that people get a ton done. They're super focused. And yes. like we don't really actually like, yes, if you are working on you have a regular job and then you're working on your business, you might have eight to ten hour days. But the truth is, is that if you implement this method, and we'll we'll find a link to it, y'all and put it in the show notes. But yeah, um, Amanda's like, we will. oh yes, we will, Amanda. Thank you so much, Amanda. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like um, out know. But what you would be surprised is if you actually don't just have this open block of time, like, okay, I've got six hours on my day off to work on my business. But if you actually like break it off into chunks, you can get more done in less time. And um, it's really amazing. And, and, and maybe we'll put that in our beat action items. We'll both work on the Pomodoro method implementation a little <laughs> bit more. Okay. Um, Lindy, what are you um, excited about right now? Like, what is it that you're working towards right now with your business, with your life? Like, what's, what's the next thing to come?
0: Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a big question. I guess the answer would be that we are in growth phase, which is super exciting. And that means that we have, what that means is we have found a marketing channel that is starting to bring in the leads, that is working for us, that we are not putting a lot of money behind paid advertising, which is amazing, uh, and exposure and getting the word out and beginning to see people in um, like third part, like almost like third removed referrals coming to us, we're being found on Google uh, when someone searches a "quick website" or "website agency quick turnaround." Like we're showing up, and we're um, it's fun to see that exposure because remember I mentioned that I always, I was like pushing it, like we're gonna make so we're gonna get so many customers, like. Da, da, da. And it wasn't like that until now. And it's two and a half years. So, wow. um, and now I'm seeing it. And that just like gets me so excited. I'm, I, you know, you can see, uh, here's an analogy. You're on, you can see in front of you, the hot coals on the bonfire and they're beating red and they're just ready to catch fire. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at that red hot coal. I'm getting like goosebumps thinking about it because the most rewarding thing about a, two the most rewarding things um one what having watched myself grow as a business owner and a confident woman which before I was not so Mm. much I was I was a different way um and then the second is like how happy we I see these clients of ours once they see their website because it's like the big reveal Mm -hmm. and that is so rewarding it's so cool to see
1: Mm. Wendy, this is so fun. Okay. <laughs> we're going to take a brief pause. I'm so excited for you, by the way, like being in that growth phase. I also love that analogy. Like I'm really just like, I like love that. And I understand that. And it's like, it's like the word precipice is one coming to my mind, but like, that also feels like very scary. Like you're on the edge of falling, but like you're on the edge of soaring and it's so freaking cool. Okay. We're going to take a brief pause and find out where people can find you, follow you, get to work with up in a day and your beat action items. Okay, Lindy, where can people get in touch with you? Stalk you, <laughs> get a website from you. <laughs> you can stalk us.
0: <laughs> you can stalk us on our Instagram. You can find us on our website. It's
1: upinaday.co. Love that. Um, We'll put all of those links um below. And is your Instagram also up in a day? Yes. Great. That's amazing. Okay. So, um, bold executable intrinsic targeted steps people can take to be a till they see it what do you think mm. i'll give you three
0: the first one is be kind to yourself and action item take your yellow sticky notes and put them all over your bedroom or your bathroom mirror uh and do little affirmations about how you love yourself or you are, i'm rocking this or whatever it is you can actually google self-affirmations online and they like thousands come up and it's amazing. Um and then the second one is um have a the Pomodoro method try it yeah just try it. get a little timer and get one of the little tomato timers then you're really doing the Pomodoro method and um try it. Just try it out if you're transitioning into a different career you're pivoting or you're or or you know whatever it is. Try the Pomodoro. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And then the third thing is um I would say you know, outside of the Pomodoro, structure your time by writing lists. Even if it's a journal, like start your morning or at the end of the day and list out every single thing that you need to do the next day. And then the next morning, either put it on a whiteboard, just like five or six things. And then just keep everything in a list so that you don't feel overwhelmed. Because if you guys keep it all up in your heads, um, it gets very overwhelming and then you aren't focused. Mm-hmm. So just put it out on paper. Mm.
1: I love all of those. I love all of those. I also, I already can see some of our listeners, you know who you are, putting those post-it notes everywhere. And um, we are big <laughs> fans of timers around here. We have the time cube and um, freaking like uh, my husband and I, st- we used to share an office and now we have separated offices because it's just, we work very differently. So, I <laughs> so but I can hear his time cube go off and my time is giving it, and the dogs are just <laughs> like what are all the people? <laughs> uh, uh, Lindy, you were amazing. I'm really grateful for how authentic and vulnerable and just willing to share your journey and what you're doing with our audience. I know that so many of them will definitely need up in a day for themselves and for where they're going and what they're being until they see it in, but also just like hearing your story really does make people feel so seen because Yes, that is how growth of business looks like everyone. It just, it just takes the time it's going to take and you have to show up every day. And just thank you for, for sharing all of those truths with us, everyone. How are you going to use these, um, in your life? So tag up in a day, tag the be It pod screenshot, this, send it to a friend who's also trying to build their thing. Let them know like, Hey, it takes time. Be kind to yourself. Um, and, and let us all know so that we can You'll probably make the world a better place if everyone being kind to themselves. Imagine how they're gonna be nicer to others. So until next time, my loves, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review. And follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Hey loves, it's me, Leslie, and I am excited to talk about socks because We need to talk about socks all the time because I love being barefoot. I am not a fan of shoes. You'll rarely see me in shoes, even when I have people at my house and they're in shoes. I am barefoot, or I'm in my toe socks and Tavi Active socks. And the reason is that I've got tile floors, and um, they're not so nice to my feet. So I do love a cute sock, and I also only use their socks when I am doing Pilates. I love that they have an amazing sticky gripness to them. It also, when I'm teaching in other people's studios, having those socks on keeps me from slipping around in a studio and really allows me to root where i'm planted plus they're freaking cute have you seen toe socks and Tavi's socks i mean my goodness they are the cutest styles all the time the barbie socks i can't get enough of i think i need to buy three pairs so here's the deal i want you to get yourself a pair of toe socks or Tavi active socks and you can go to beatpodcom toe socks that's going to take you over to toe socks feel free to explore Tavi. and you can use my discount code leslie that's l-e-s-l-e-y to make sure you save some money on your socks because the reality is is you should just get the most amazing, cutest socks and also save some money because you listen to this podcast. So make sure you check those out the next time you are looking for some socks to wear in Pilates, yoga, bar, or around your house like I do. Sick of being upsold at gyms?